My mother believed and my father believed that if I wanted to be president of the United States, I could be, I could be vice president. This is America. Former Vice President Joe Biden has been elected president of the United States. It is my greatest honor and privilege to have been your president. We will be back in some form. We are still deeply divided. Public health experts warned this was coming unless more was done. And here we are now. Are you proud of what happened here today? Absolutely. Never before in American history has there been an uprising like this. Of the 75 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump, I don't know how many today are feeling, dear God, what was I thinking? But I would wager a lot more are thinking, let's carry on this fight. Character matters. It matters. Tell them the truth matters. The 21st century is going to be the American century. Because we lead not only by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. That is the history of the journey of America. It's crazy to think that we're just one week from the inauguration of President Biden. So much has happened since including uh, big developments in the second impeachment trial of Donald Trump. But as the orderly queue of prosecutors waiting to get their hands on him lengthens, what is the chance of this trial failing? What has to happen for it to succeed? And when when will we all see the first tell-all book or documentary from inside the final days of that administration. And finally, does the raging COVID-19 crisis of the US make all of this pointless and a waste of taxpayers' money? Well, here to answer these and more questions, including a couple brilliant ones from our listeners, is Washington correspondent for NPR, The Sunday Business Post, The Last Word, Matt Cooper, many, many more, including ourselves, Marion McKeown. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. Wow, Charles, what an intro. And so many, you're right, there's so much to get through today. So let's get to it. Yeah, well, on that first question of what has to happen for this impeachment trial to work or to uh, succeed, is it like there is a sense that this is a bit of window dressing and this is kind of going through the motions to further blacken the man's name? What sense do you get from there, from being on the ground there now? You know, I get a real ambivalence here in in Washington. Uh, I was up in Capitol Hill earlier today and yesterday, and the sense that I'm getting is that even Democrats would rather that this poison chalice wasn't in front of them because the chances... Now, I will never say never in American politics, but the chances of Donald Trump... The article of impeachment, it's a single article, has been handed over to the Senate. Uh, the, the trial is scheduled... I can never say that word. I don't know why I try <laughs> to start on February the 9th. And the chances of Donald Trump being... So he has already been impeached. He will already go down in history... Hmm as the only president in America to be impeached twice. And the, he will also go down history as in 50% of impeachment trials, if you want to massage the statistics, have involved Donald Trump in the whole of US history. So uh, that's, that's a record not to be proud of. Uh, but anyway, uh, what has to happen at this point is that if all 50 Democratic senators uh, vote for Trump's removal, which is likely. You could have one or two holdouts like um, Joe Manchin in West Virginia, who who are looking at their own constituents and and you know their own 
uh, forthcoming Senate races and possibly from Arizona as well. But it's it's very likely that you you'll get 50 votes or the guts of from um, the Democrats to remove Trump from office. Now we get to the point of removing him from office when he's already gone and playing golf down in Mar-a-Lago. But the chance of getting 17 Republican senators, you know, I've gone through the maths here and just I've been because it's kind of fascinating as an exercise. And I'm looking at it based on a couple of things. Okay, which Republicans are not running for re-election in 2022? Who's leaving the Senate so they can afford to actually vote to remove him and not have to worry about being re-elected? Well, there are just three of them, really. It's Richard Burr from North Carolina, Rob Portman from Ohio, and Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania. They're all kind of moderates anyway, it's very likely that they would vote for his removal. Uh, Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, possibly, you know, I can get to about 14 being wildly optimistic. I cannot get to 17. I, I really can't see where, I, I think that the uh, Republicans are not going to join with the Democrats in voting.